Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. This service, I can say, good evening. Other two services, we're saying good afternoon. So if you could stand with me tonight, we're going to get started. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for sending your son Jesus to earth. As we celebrate his birth, we want to give you honor and glory and praise that is due his name. We pray that the Holy Spirit of Almighty God will guide us and direct us in this great celebration. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Enjoy. Sing with us tonight. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare here and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. 
praise him tonight. He's worthy. Amen.
followers of you tonight that we remember the price that you paid came into this world to save us to rescue us save us from the despair that we were in God so that we could have relationship with you Lord we're grateful pray you just give us a great night in you rekindle the flame of our love for you God tonight let it be fresh in our hearts keep us safe as we travel tonight we ask these things in Christ's name amen and amen hey before you're seated tonight turn to somebody nearby and let them know that you're happy to see them Hey, good evening and Merry Christmas! <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it, man. It's so good to be together tonight. Uh, Merry Christmas from all of us. My name is Matt. I'm one of the pastors on staff. Thank you for choosing to, to join us here at Family Life Church. We believe that there is a hope for every life. Um, okay, so here's the reality. Whoever prayed for the white Christmas we're going to have to ask you to go back and pray that it's a little less cold, okay? Because I'm all, all for the white Christmas, but I'm not for the bitter cold. Is anybody with me? Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, it's Christmas. It's, uh, there's snow on the ground, and I love it. It's really great. But we're going to move into a time of giving at this time of the evening, and um, we, we love to give. And really, the, the story of Christmas at its core, is one of generosity. It's one of giving. God gave his son, Jesus Christ, for us. And Jesus Christ lived the perfect life. And he gave it, he sacrificed his life. He gave it for us so that he can have a relationship with us. So the core of Christmas is all about giving. And we at Family Life Church, we love to give, not out of obligation, but it's out of a response. Because Jesus Christ, he gave himself for us out of love motivated by love. So we give in response to that love that he first shared and gave to us. So that's, that's, that's why we give on Christmas and that's why we give throughout the year. What we do with what you give, what, everything that you give goes straight to further um, what Jesus is doing in this region. What you, you give to this church is we, we will we'll give away free, we, free coats. We've given away free coats this past year. We've given away free meals. We've given away uh, things that help people in practical ways. So we really are all about helping the community and furthering Jesus in this region. And so uh, I just encourage you to give this evening in whatever way is good for you and your family. There's a couple ways on the screen right now. And just as a reminder, tonight, since we're not meeting uh, tomorrow, tonight is the last uh, chance that you can give to be credited towards 2022. Let's pray over what we give tonight. Jesus, we thank you so much that you first gave. You first gave to us. And so God, we are so grateful for the love that you shared with us, the love that you displayed for us. And out of a response and not out of obligation, we give to you. Thank you, Jesus, for 
all the things that you've given us. And we're just honored to, to receive the gift of Jesus. As we tune our hearts to that tonight, Lord, allow us to feel the love that you first given us. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Be honest, has anyone today looked at someone and said, good morning? Has anyone done it? Okay. I've said good morning, good evening, good afternoon, so I'm going to just say good day. It's good to be here with you all. Kids, how many of you are excited for Christmas morning? A bunch of hand raisers. Good, right? Awesome. Parents, how many of you are excited to get up early in the morning? Okay. Okay, extra prayer time for you guys. Extra prayer time. He's been waking up early. Well, kids, right now, I want to invite you to come on up right here, kids. You have 32 seconds. All kids, come on up. 32 seconds. And the only person counting is Pastor Chris. Sit right here, and you can look at me. So sit down. Awesome. Look at me. 32 seconds. Only Pastor Chris is counting. You can do it. Awesome. Almost there. Oh, Pastor Chris is getting closer. Hurry, run, run, run. Run, 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 run. They're going to make it. Sailor, you can do it. Oh, you're awesome. Good job. We made it. I want three brave people to tell me, what are you most excited for tomorrow morning on Christmas? And remember, with great power is great responsibility as you talk into the microphone. I'm excited for opening presents and spending time with my family. Oh, what a great answer. Uh, your parents are like, yes, that's a good answer. Okay. Uh, anyone else right here? I like my family so much on Christmas morning. <laughs> She's like, I like my family normally, but on Christmas, a little extra. Yeah, I, I feel that. I do. I feel that. That's good. Yeah, right here. Spending time with my dad. Oh, cool. Spending time with your dad. I love it. Well, guys, I love Christmas morning. Raise two hands if you like opening presents. Raise two hands if you like eating candy canes. Raise your hand if you want to eat a candy cane right now. Raise your hand if you did eat a candy cane. Okay, yeah, I see you. And how many of you like spending time with friends and family? That's awesome. You know, I'm so excited for Christmas morning, I can't even handle it, that I've decided we're going to have Christmas morning right now. Is that cool? Right now. We don't have to wake up at 532. We can do it right now. So, parents, I need your help. I need you to help me create a Christmas setting. So does anyone here in the audience have a Christmas tree on you? Christmas tree? Christmas? Pastor Matt, you do? No. You do? We do have storage here at the church, but I'm glad you saw stuff. Uh, oh, it's not that tree. Woo! That'd be crazy. Man, guys, Pastor Matt's going to help us out. He's got a Christmas tree. You just, you just keep it in the church. Oh, that's cool. Just keep it there. Okay. Yeah, bring it up, Pastor Matt. Let's see how beautiful. Half of it looks beautiful. Let's hide the ugly half. Yeah, now it looks beautiful. That looks good. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Uh, does anyone have any candy canes that you'd like to share? You got some candy cane? Uh, does anyone have any candy cane? Oh, Mr. Caleb. Oh, Spence, don't worry. We don't have to eat your Spencer, but I appreciate you. Oh, look at these guys. Oh, look at these. Look, look at these. <laughs> look at these. How many of you want to eat these? These are huge. You wouldn't have to eat dinner for five days. These are healthy. Uh, and then one more. Does anyone happen to have any Christmas presents, Anna? I know that. What? Mr. Chow, are you serious? They were just right there. Come on down. Wow. Man, look at you. You just carry those on you. 
This is stuck in your pockets. Makes perfect sense. Thank you, Mr. Chad. That's awesome. Look at this. We have a beautiful Christmas morning. We have a Christmas tree, some candy canes, and some presents. And do you guys know, when you wake up tomorrow at 532, so excited, and you go, and you, you're going to see something like this. Maybe your tree's a little taller, maybe a few more trees, probably smaller candy canes. But tomorrow when you do that, I'm going to show you tonight how these things can help remind you about the true meaning of Christmas. Christmas. So let's talk presents. Raise two hands if you love presents. Yes. Who wants to open up this present right now? Right. Just something about seeing a present where you're like, it's not for me, but I'll take it. I'll open it. So when you... (laughs) He said, I'll take anything. Okay. Whew. When, when you open presents tomorrow, I want you to remember two things. You ready? The first thing is receiving gifts. Who loves to receive gifts? I, I know I do. And when you receive a gift tomorrow, I want you to remember as you're opening up your first gift, the greatest gift of all. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but will have everlasting life. You see, the greatest greatest gift of all is the gift that God gave us, his son, Jesus. So when you're opening up gifts tomorrow, remember the gift that we can have when we invite Jesus into our life. How Does anyone here like giving gifts? Do you like giving gifts? Yeah, you like giving gifts to people. Do you know when you give gifts tomorrow, you can remember the story of the wise men. The wise men, they traveled so far, so far, so far, not to get gifts, but to give gifts. Yeah, to give gifts to Jesus. And you know, we can't go give rap gifts to Jesus right now, can we? No, we can't go and give them rap gifts, but we can give gifts to Jesus. Did you know that? You guys, you give gifts to Jesus when you give to BGMC and raise money for missions. You give gifts to Jesus when you help people in need. You give gifts to Jesus when you spend time and worship him. And you give gifts to Jesus when you make him the number one priority in your life. So tomorrow, when you're receiving and opening gifts, remember what you learned today. The second thing is this, candy cane. Who wants to eat it so bad? So bad. I'm looking at your parents and they're like, please don't. Please. All right, so. Shout out. You ready? What colors are on this candy cane? Go. Red and white. Do you know the red and white can remind us of Jesus today? The white stands for how Jesus was pure and holy. He was without sin. And it says this, God washes away our sins and makes us white as snow when we trust in him. Isaiah 118 says this, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And so the white reminds us how Jesus washes away our sins. And the red color that you shouted out reminds us how much Jesus loves us, that he died on the cross for us. The red does remind us of the blood of Jesus, how he died on the cross so that way we could be saved from our sins. And someday, if we invite him into our life, we can spend eternity with Jesus. Now, what else does this candy cane look like? What does it look like? What does it look like? What does it look like? I, I turn upside down and it's a J. Smart. I like that. What else? Shout it out. What does it look like? 
It looks like you. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, it looks like what? Yes, like a shepherd. Good job, Spencer. Awesome. Do you know when we see this, we can remember the Bible calls Jesus our good shepherd who cares for us, who loves us, who's always there for us. Psalms 103 says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So when you see candy canes tomorrow, before you go eat 17 of them, remember what red and white stands for and how Jesus is our shepherd. And the last thing is this, how many of you, are excited to spend time with friends and family tomorrow. I know some of you, your family came in. You get to spend time with family. Maybe you have friends coming over. And it's so much fun, isn't it? To play with your cousins, to see your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, because you have a relationship with them, right? When you spend time, you find joy. You feel love through this relationship. And with your family and friends, it reminds us how much God loved us, that he sent his son Jesus to be born and someday to die on a cross so that we we could have a relationship with him. That's right. Jesus wants each and every one of you, young to all, to the oldest, to have a relationship with him, to have the joy of the Lord in your life, to have the hope of Jesus Christ in your life. So tomorrow, when you wake up at four o'clock and then your parents send you back to bed at six and then you finally get to come out at eight, when you see that tomorrow, remember what Jesus has done for you. You guys are awesome. You can quietly head back to your seats. Love you guys. Awesome. How many of you are excited to spend time with family tomorrow for Christmas? Two of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll all get the opportunity, you know, whether it be today, tomorrow, tonight, um, you know, to spend some time together with family. Maybe people that you don't typically get to see, uh, people traveling in, or maybe you're going to go somewhere to spend time with someone. Uh, but really, if you stop and think about one of the greatest aspects of celebrating Christmas, it's the time that you get to spend together in relationship. And, and a big part of that is, you know, what our hope was to share with you tonight, that God desires relationship with us. He, would, he desires relationship with you. And, and the great part of that is just being able to share moments together. And uh, so I thought it'd be awesome to have our pastors tonight maybe just share a little bit uh, from, from their own lives. You know, what does Christmas look like for, for you? And, and I just encourage you, think about the memories of, of your past. You know, what are the things that you look back on and remember fondly from your Christmas? And, and just kind of celebrate those things as you share them together. Uh, but Pastor Matt, why don't you share a little bit with us about uh, what, what's Christmas look like for the Robinsons? Okay, so uh, so growing up, we would do uh, Christmas Eve. Every Christmas Eve, we, we would... I'm going to throw my family under the bus here, but we would get our Christmas tree on Christmas Eve every year. And uh, we're a little bit last minute in the Robinson house uh, growing up, but it was really cool because in the day we would, we would get our Christmas tree, that night we would go to the Christmas Eve service at our church, and then afterwards, maybe we would hit sheets on the way home, and uh, we, would go, we would just have fun. Maybe the, you know, there's a, it's Wonderful Life's on TV, we just kind of decorate the Christmas tree, and we just spent time 
together as a family in that moment because there's nothing else we had to do. There's no place we had to go, but just spend time with one another. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. How about you, Pastor Mike? Something from your past. Oh, I got two things. I'm going to take you back. Well, you got to realize I'm the old man of the family here. So I'm going to take you back to the, to the 60s. When I was a child, we used to go to my grandmother's on my mom's side. And we, a lot of Italians eat a lot of fish. So I went down the basement. And in the basement, there was a, a big tub. You know, have the wash tub? And in that wash tub was water and an eel just going like this. Crazy, isn't it? Were you guys being punished? No. My <laughs> uncle, Uncle Joe, butchered it and they ate it. I didn't eat it, but they did. Oh. Crazy. Also, um, you know, as my boys had grown up, they, what we say, they left the nest. And literally, from they, when the day, they left the nest, which when they went to college at times, they would literally have been gone over the world. And... It's very rare that I have a family that comes every Christmas. So tonight I'm blessed because all of my family's here tonight. And I'm thrilled. That's awesome. That's really awesome. How about you, Pastor Tyler? Well, hey, like, you look good, by the way. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate really that, brother. Really thank sharp. you. You guys plan uh, that? I, uh, no, it just happened. I know. No. I'd like to tell a story from my childhood, which was in the late 1990s 60s. to early 2000s. So a little different. Past 1990s? Yeah, 1990s. Yeah. So you are in the other decade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I should say. It, it was close. It was close. Uh, but something I always remember is the time with my brother. From a very young age on uh, Christmas Eve, we would go upstairs and we would build a fort upstairs. And while the presents were being put under the tree, we would, you know be peeking my mother would be like just go upstairs but i just remember that time with my brother that we spent in that fort no nothing else except just thinking about christmas and that time with each other and i do have a confession um the last year i did this i was 22 years old with my brother it was right before me and my wife got married. We're like, we should do it one more time. <laughs> and as we snuck down the stairs, my mother said, go upstairs. And I thought, I'm 22, but yes, mom, I will do it. <laughs> so I just, all I remember is that time with my brother. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I love that. That was great. That's awesome. How about you, Pastor Paul? My fondest memories of Christmas were baking cookies with my mom and my my brother my two sisters um it was like a big event my mom baked tons and tons and tons of cookies and um the one cookie in particular i remember was she would make those nut rolls how many you know what nut rolls are mm -hmm. and it, it was an event i mean it was an event at our house when 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 we made the nut rolls my mom would mom would roll out the dough and my sis one of my sisters would cut it and me and my brother would fill it and roll it and you know shake it in the sugar get it get it put on the on the pan and and uh you know it was just it was just fun and we would always sing there would there would be carols playing and and uh sherry and i are trying to pass on you know some of those traditions to our family and tonight we're going to eat good we got lots of food planned and, and jonathan's ready to eat so yeah. <laughs> so hurry up right? is that where's jonathan <laughs> yeah. at yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and it's awesome. I, mean, I, I know for my family, um, you know, I didn't grow up around any extended family. 
Um, so we, we really didn't have the opportunity to go visit grandma and grandpa or any of my aunts and uncles. And so uh, on Christmas Eve, one of our traditions is we would, as a family, just my mom, my dad, my brother, and me, uh, we'd go see a movie together because the, the theaters are empty. So you can have your choice of seats. And there's nobody throwing popcorn at you. And if they are, it's your brother. No big deal. Uh, but just really enjoyed that time and, you know, those memories of just sharing that together as a family. And, um, you know, it, it really is, you know, for, I, I think for all of us and just a part of that, you know, whether it be the, the food that you celebrate together, you know, those memories that you share, the, you know, from your childhood, from your current, looking forward in, even into the future. I know for some of you, you know, maybe your kids have grown up as well, but there's just something precious about that time that you get to spend together. For some of you who your kids are young and you're dreaming for the day that your kids grow up, you're just like... Praise the Lord, that's going to be awesome. But it, it really is a treasure to just be able to spend that time together. So guys, thank you so much for just taking a minute to share this. You give them a round of applause. Just thank you so much. We are really grateful that you uh, chose to spend tonight with us. I know there are a lot of things you, you could have done, and, and uh, this is all part of our of our traditions to spend together, but it, it's just awesome that we get the chance to celebrate Jesus together. It, it, it's something that comes around once a year, but really should live in our hearts every, every single day of the year. But I want to let you know a couple of things uh, kind of before I get into what I wanted to share with you this evening. Uh, number one, I uh, wanted to let you know, uh, hopefully you got an invitation on the way in tonight for our uh, sermon series that we're going to be starting at the beginning of the year, which is, brace yourself, next week. Next week is 2023, um, and, and so we're just excited to be able to start into that. And one thing that uh, I've kind of been praying about looking into this new year is really so often we get to the end of the year like right now, and we feel like we just barely made it through. Anybody ever feel like that? And uh, just really, what would it look like to get to the other side of this, of this coming year and really feel like we conquered it instead of kind of getting beat up by it. And so really want to take some time to unpack that in the first couple weeks of January. I'd love to invite you, if you don't have a home church, uh, to come and be a part of that. Our services at 9 and 11 on Sundays, uh, with the exception of next Sunday on New Year's Day. I know you're all planning to stay up and watch the ball drop. How many of you are going to watch the ball drop? Mostly the kids. Nobody else wants to do that. Um, but we will have one service on January 1st at 11 a.m. And would love to invite you also to join us tomorrow morning online at 11 a.m. Uh, we have a Christmas special that the staff has kind of put together over the last several weeks. Um, a lot of work went into that. And it's not very long. It's about 30 minutes long. But would love to invite you to be a part of that on YouTube or Facebook tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. And just let us know that you're there. Um, I know there is at least one segment in there that will make you laugh to the point of tearing up because it did me. Um, I'm not going to give away what it is, but it, it's, you're going to love it. it. It's really good. So wanted to just share uh, for a few moments tonight, you know, as, as we're really closing out this year and, and thinking about Christmas. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, everything's pretty much wrapped up. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's no more else to go shopping tonight. Okay. If that Amazon package you were waiting for didn't make it, guess what? It's not going to make it. It's not coming. Uh, you know, the, we're, we're done. It, it, we're at this point and it's like this moment where we just take a breath. Just take a breath. Take a break and just take it all in. And, and really wanted to focus on the significance of what Jesus has done for us. And how he brings us together on a night like this just to, to celebrate how good he is. And so I wanted to read for you, for you from Luke chapter 2 and also Matthew chapter 2. And, and just a picture of who was there the night that Jesus was born. And, and, and what, what does it look like for us today? 
And so in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 11, it says this, that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Then in Matthew chapter 2, we read that about that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we've come to worship him. The wise men went on their way, and and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with great joy. I love looking at the dichotomy here between these two people groups. Because, you know, shepherds, especially in Bible times, this is not like a great vocation. If if you become a shepherd, you're not really excited about this and calling to tell mom, I finally got a job as a shepherd, okay? Um, Really, shepherds were kind of the outcasts of the society. They were were kind of low lives, maybe even thought of more as like criminals uh, than, than anything else. And then on the other side of this, we have the, the magi, the wise men. Now all the guys in here know that every man is wise, right? Yeah, exactly. But these guys, they were like princes. They were like kings that came from another land. And, and, and so it's just amazing to me to think about the way Jesus united these two groups of bringing people who were outcasts and low lives and bringing kings into this one place where they can celebrate the gift of the Savior. And I I say this to encourage you in this. I know that a lot of times we think to ourselves that I've got a bad history, I've got a bad background, or maybe, preacher, you don't know the things that I've been through in my life, you don't know where I've been. It doesn't matter because from the biblical perspective that we're given of what Jesus accomplished, he said, I wanted everybody there. I wanted everybody at every end of every spectrum, no matter where they've been, where they've come from, I want to have relationship with them. Because God's relational. Do you realize that? Like God desires to have relationship with you. That's probably not something we think about very often, but here's the reality. The same God that created the heavens, the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, everything, He desires to have relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. And he's so desperate about this that this is where the Christmas, of, the Christmas story comes in. This idea of God giving himself. In fact, we can read later on in, or earlier in Scripture in Isaiah chapter 7 when it's talking about Jesus coming in the midst of the brokenness that was in the land. Here's what it says about the coming of Jesus. It says that the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. You ever hear the word Emmanuel before? If you say that, you're speaking Hebrew. You didn't even know you could speak Hebrew, but you can. Emmanuel just means God is with us. And then uh, in chapter 9, it says, A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. You know, there's something very distinct about the story of Jesus, and, and really it's, it's a very central part to the, the idea of Christianity, is that in all other religions, there's just this giant gap between the people and the God that they serve. 
and, and all of these things throughout history that these people have served these gods. And, 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 but the one true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, he doesn't want to have a separation from us. He wants to have closeness with his servants. And so while he had the option to just remain distant and away from us, it says that he chose to become Emmanuel, which is God with us. God with us. And so we have God and his servants joined together. And this is, this is what's taking place on Christmas. It's not just a baby being born and the manger and the wise men and the shepherds and Bethlehem and all, all the other things that we look at. What's really significant about this is God and the gift that he's given to us to bring us back into relationship with him. Saying, even though you've made mistakes, even though that you've done things that were wrong, even though you couldn't earn it or deserve it, I want to have relationship with you. And this is why Jesus came, to give us relationship. In fact, we can read about this, the significance of it, in Philippians chapter 2, and that's kind of where I wanted to close out tonight. But this is the significance of what Jesus did for us, and we read it in verses 6 through 11. It says that though he was God, speaking of Jesus, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, whenever you see that in Scripture, it means that what we're about to talk about is is very important. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. And every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Here's what it's telling us as we look at the Christmas story. Jesus wanted so badly to have relationship with you that he said, I'd give up heaven for it. I would trade heaven for relationship with you. I would give up my divine position as God in the heavens, surrounded by angels. I would give that up so that I could have relationship with you. And that's not even the the, the whole of it. That's just where it starts. I'd be willing to be born as a nobody and as a nothing so that I could have relationship with you. And it doesn't end there. I'd be willing to be treated like a criminal. I'd be willing to be treated like I'm the, the problem here. I'd be willing to be whipped and beaten and scorned and abused because I'm desperate for relationship with you. And this is the real story of Christmas. It's God loves us so much that he said, I'd be willing to give the best part of myself so that I could finally have relationship with my people. God is relational and he's real and he wants to be close to you he wants to know you he wants you to know him I know that there are a lot of different elements that have gone into your preparation for Christmas maybe you've stressed about things maybe you've worried about what to get the kids or what you're going to get for your spouse or is it going to be good or is it and we be able to get everything done there's so many things to stress about there's something in the middle of all of this that eclipses every other thought. And that is that God loved us so much and was so desperate for relationship with us that he hung up 
his authority in heaven, his deity in heaven. He said, here, I I put it to the side and I'll come to be born as a baby so that I can have relationship with my people. That is what Christmas is all about. And so I just want to challenge you tonight as you're going to go home in just a few moments and maybe you have some other things to do this evening and tomorrow apparently is going to start at 5.32 a.m. But before all of that, and despite all of that, I want to encourage you to stop and think about this gift of Jesus. The gift of God's own Son who said, you are what matters most to me in all of this world and I just want to have relationship with you. Will you pray with me? God, we're so grateful for your goodness to us, Lord, that you were willing to set aside heaven, that you were willing to set aside the notoriety of being almighty God. You you set that to the side to come to earth, be born as a lowly human being and have to live the life that you did and to be treated like a criminal, God. And you did all of that because you were desperate for relationship with us. And so, God, I pray that you would just speak that into our hearts and minds right now. The realization of just how precious it is to be in relationship with you. And that we would receive it fully this evening. As we're in prayer, I just want to ask you, maybe you're here tonight and receiving that gift of God's love is not something you've ever fully partaken of. And maybe, you know, this idea of God being close to you, wanting a relationship with you, it's just, it's awesome. And you're like, I want that kind of relationship. If that's you, can I just ask you to slip up a hand? Because I want to pray with you tonight that you would have that relationship with God. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I want to lead you in a prayer in just a moment here. And Listen, the Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our hearts that the Spirit of God raised Him from the dead, that we would be saved. We enter into relationship with Jesus simply by accepting Him and saying, God, I want to be yours. And so whether you raised your hand or not, will you pray this with me for those who did? Lord Jesus, I desire to have relationship with you. Come into my heart and into my life be my savior I want to be yours I want you to be mine I receive your gift in Jesus name God we thank you we're so grateful for you and I pray Lord that as we continue to celebrate you that we would be true partakers of the gift that you've given to us In a moment here, we're going to transition into our candlelight part of the evening. Uh, Hopefully you received a candle on the way in this evening. And if not, I think we have a few going around. But this candle represents the light of the world. Jesus said, I came into this world to be a light to the world, to to be a light in darkness. And as we share this light, as we watch it just light up the room around us, I hope that you'll be filled with gratitude for how awesome God has been. So can I ask my pastors if you'd come and just get into place? And we're going to share this light.
from our family to yours, we just like to wish you a Merry Christmas. Pray that you will celebrate Jesus because he's truly the gift and what we should focus on and truly receive this Christmas. I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you, that the Lord himself will lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. We're going to have to stop then.